0: Hi, everyone. I'm Pastor Jeff, and it's my honor to be with you today. Uh, first service was amazing, and I'm glad you guys were able to stick around for today's service. Uh, I'm doing it a little bit different right now is because over the last 11 weeks, Pastor Pat has done a fabulous job of showing us what we can be Uh, according to the book of Acts. And he took us on a journey for 11 weeks on how we should be and how we can be uh, by uh, uh, adhering to the word of God and also just staying in community like the book of Acts. And there's so much power in that. Now, sometimes even the greatest of ministers and communicators, they need a break. So he has three weeks off and he gets to just chill on campus. And we have three amazing speakers myself, Pastor Julie and Haley are going to greet you over the next three weeks. But today God gave me a word for you and you and everyone in this room. And it's a phrase that you're going to learn to love. He And I got it when Pastor Pat was talking about Paul when he got knocked off the horse. He told Paul just this, and I'm asking you, and I'm making this statement, it's time for you to get up. Let me say it again. It's time for all of us to get up. Now, you're probably wondering, what does that mean? I don't feel like I'm down. I don't feel like things are really bad. It's my object lesson, by the way. <laughs> things may not be bad, but there's places in our hearts that we're not standing as strong as we can. Amen? There's places in what we do, who we are, where we can get a lot stronger. And today you're going to get some keys out of Mark chapter 10. I'm going to go over a few scriptures. But we're going to, I'm going to give you some keys that God gave me so you can arise up. So when we're done today, you will tell the devil to get behind you, and you're not going to be putting up with that mess anymore. Can I get an amen? If you love Jesus, shout hallelujah. All right. So let me pray really fast. Go ahead and play, babe. Father, I thank you that you chose today to be the day that they hear this word. I thank you that you love them more than anyone else, that you chose them full of power, full of grace, and you put purpose in their hearts. I ask that you open up everyone's heart to receive this word. Open our ears and let us understand how much you love us, how much you believe in us, and how much you're for us. We will give you glory. We will give you honor as we stand in your presence. And everyone said, I want you to turn to Isaiah 52 too. And while you do that, I'm going to tell you a story. There's a story about a person myself who I knew, this person I knew very well. I went to high school in El Camino High School in 1982, 83. I'm probably dating myself. You're like, wow, you look good for your age, okay? (laughs) Me and this person were friends. We played basketball. I played for El Camino High School. And I'll just say it, this person is me that I'm talking about. And I was one of the most relentless players that you've ever met because I was driven to be perfect, I practiced four to five hours a day, every day, seven days a week. I loved playing ball. And I was a junior in high school, and now my name has started to go. They knew who I was. When I became a senior, I had two offers, one from University of Tennessee and one from Clemson University. My home life wasn't perfect. I had a Marine Marine for a dad. He was hard on me. And they didn't understand why, and I didn't like him as much. So I put all that energy in ball. As we were going through, you know, the major changes of CIF and whatnot, I mean, there was one game, really honest, before they instituted the three-point line. I hit 14 threes in a row. In a row. That's the true story. Because I played that hard, and I like, when I do something, I go all the way. The day before the final game, I twisted my ankle so bad, landing on someone's foot, and I remembered the doctor's face. He put his head down. He says, you can't play in this game. I said, well, I'm playing. So I play in this game. We lose by six. I score 18 points on one leg. Literally, I couldn't put any pressure on my right leg. I played the whole game, defended the person. I shot like that. I never picked up basketball again. You're like, well, how does this story matter? Have you ever done anything in your life with so much passion and it never turned out the right way that you just never went back to it again? It knocked you down so bad that you just didn't want to deal with it because if I deal with it, I got to face the pain. Am I talking to myself? No. (laughs) No. Isaiah 52.2, shake yourselves from the dust, arise, O captive Jerusalem. Rid yourself of the chains around your neck, O captive daughter of Zion. Shake the dust off and get up. Over the last two or three years, we can bring COVID. COVID knocked the wind out of all of us. But I believe things in your life were happening before COVID. And there's certain places in your heart where you're like it's easier for me to stay down. I don't have to fight anymore. I don't have to be disappointed anymore. But let me tell you something. I'm here today to tell you that Jesus is giving you permission to get up. You got to get up. You can't stay down on the ground. Or why did he die for you? Is this too much? I love you, (laughs) but I have to say the truth. Three things we're going to learn, points. Number one, your worship needs to be louder than your circumstance. Number two, you have to throw away all the old excuses and old things you've been wearing. Oh, I'm hitting home right now. And number three, you have to run to the living word, which is Jesus. (laughs) So what does get up mean? In the Hebrew, the phrase get up means it's spelled this way, K-O-O-M, kum. It means to rise, to arise, to stand up, to be fixed, to endure, to be proven, to be fulfilled, to become powerful, to cause one to arise, to build up, and to make something binding? Why does the enemy come to knock you down anyway? Why doesn't he leave you alone? Because you have purpose. Let me say it again. I'm going to say it over here because I said it over there. You guys didn't move. Okay, so <laughs> the enemy... It's a joke. I'm saying to all of you. The enemy hits you because you have purpose. If you didn't matter, why would he come at you? If you weren't powerful, why would he waste his time? Because you have a purpose. 1 John 3, 8 says, For this purpose was the Son of God made known or manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. For this purpose were you created... So you can make known the powerful, the grace of your almighty God. Whoo! am I preaching? I love you guys because I know it's hitting you square right in the face right there. I understand. Go to Joshua chapter 1 verse 2. Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people the Israelites, across the Jordan River into a land that I'm giving him. The purpose of Joshua had come to lead the people because Moses was dead. Have you ever wanted to take over, but you're just clinging to the dead things? You're clinging to the old way of thinking. You're clinging into the old way of conversations. You're clinging into what someone said about you years and years ago. That is Moses. Moses is dead. You are Joshua. You are the new breed. You are the new wine. You are the new love. We've got to let go of the old things. Just don't let me go because I'm old. Amen. Just don't put Pastor Jeff out the pasture yet. Amen. One thing you'll know about my life, and you're going to know about me as a pastor, and my kids are here, my grandkids were here, you can put me in the ground. You can say, he, it don't matter, he's done. And all of a sudden, you'll see me pop up out the ground. I'm not done. God has said he is the resurrection and the life. If I believe in him, anything that's dead, it will rise. That's in John chapter eleven twenty five. 25, by the way. We have to let go of the old things, guys. And there's a reason why you're down on the ground. Maybe they'll give you a different perspective. Many of you have taken the best that the enemy has given you. Whether you lost a loved one, whether you lost a job because of COVID or maybe you were affected by all the other noise that our world has. The enemy has done its best to confuse us, but Jesus is still king. Jesus is still Lord. Jesus defeated your enemy. That's a good word, Pastor Jeff. Well, thank you, Pastor Jeff. That is a good word. If I don't tell you the truth, I can't stand before God and say I gave all that I had for you. I'd rather you sit in silence, understand that this is a visitation moment. Hear me. This is your moment to get up from what has hindered you for years. If you'll believe the words that are coming out of my mouth. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? (laughs) Here's what Luke says in chapter 5, verse 38, 39. New wine must be stored in new wineskins. But no one who drinks the old wine seems to want the new wine because they say the old is just fine. I'll just stay here in my mess because the old, I don't have to fight anymore. I don't want to believe and hope for something because I'm always let down. The old wine is fine. It's fine. I'll just sit here all this time. I don't have to be disappointed. I don't have to fight that giant anymore. I'm going to stay here. And all along, your king of kings is saying, get up. We can take him. Get up. Get your sword. We can kill him. Get up. We can win. Get up. Get up. Get up. I like Rocky Balboa. Do you like Rocky movies? We know how it's going to end. He gets beat up. But somewhere along the line, get up. And we're cheering Rocky on. We know it's staged. But we know why are you doing that? Because it's in you. Here's the revelation before I move into the object lesson your God knows no defeat. He hasn't lost a battle, and He hasn't lost a fight on your behalf. You are winning more than you're losing. But if you continue to stay on the ground in your mind and you don't fight for what God has given you, you can't put the blame on anyone else. It is on you. You're choosing to stay there. I think I will. Symphony, come here, babe. I don't call a random girl babe. That's my daughter. (laughs) You're like, oh, you can't talk like that to her. That's my youngest daughter. Can you give her a hand? (laughs) Come up. Come here. The object lesson. What we have here is a worshiper like you. Who goes through things like we all do. The enemy, let's say this is you. She's going to represent the enemy. So here's what I want you to do. Simply, I want you to hit that thing. Come on, man. You didn't hit that thing. Can you please hit that thing? Oh, there we go. Okay. Can you hit it a different way, a little harder? Okay. Okay. Let's do it again. Harder. Okay. Do it again. What's happening guys? It's getting back up. If Jesus is able in the garden of Gethsemane in Mark 20 Mark Matthew 26 he carried all the weight of our sin that he even he bled great drops of blood. And he said you are worth it. He said let this cup pass. Nevertheless, hit it again Symphony. Not my will Hit it again, but yours be done. And Jesus got up. What am I saying to you? Inside of you is all of heaven. Jesus has given you the same ability to get up. We are without excuse. It's time for us to arise. I'm not saying that we're not going through things. There are you sitting here. Some of us have lost family member after family member after family member. And they ask why? I don't know. But I know you can't stop. I know you can't stop and sit down. Thank you, Symphony. I'm dating myself, but weebles, y'all old too. Amen. (laughs) Weebles wobble, but they don't what? They don't fall down. The enemy's like, I'm hitting Ryan in his head, and he keeps, I'm hitting Emmanuel Goodlett, knocking him down, but he keeps getting up. I'm hitting every one of you. You may slide and move, but I'm still here, devil. Guess what? I'm your worst nightmare, bro. At least that's how I talk to my devil. You're not going to talk to me that way because my children's children, my grandchildren, are going to have the power to get up. Why? Because I got up. Ah, no, no, no. The most powerful word you can tell the devil is no. You're a failure, no. It's not going to work, no. You can't make it, no. I almost said something else before, no, I might get in trouble if I do that because I haven't always been saved, amen. (laughs) It's like driving on the 78. What the, amen, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just lift them up in prayer. They cut me off for the fourth time, Lord. I thank you that you don't let their engine blow up, Jesus. Let them get to their destination, because I want to pull over. No, Lord, thank you for working in me. Jesus. (laughs) Jesus <laughs> We have a decision to make Church of the Living God, my family, my movement, family. In the first service, there were several people here that knew me when I had my testimony of darkness. They seen me go through the good, the bad and the ugly, and they came up to this service. they sat over here. Some of them brought my grandsons to church. I lit up when I seen my grandsons. I should say our grandchildren. Amen. Because I didn't understand what that meant until I got this message. What I preached has gone into them. The seed of the kingdom is in them. Now, this seed is in them like it's in you. You don't have an excuse. I don't care what anyone says to you. It doesn't matter how you get hit. It just doesn't matter. You're going to bounce back if you receive permission from him to get up. See, God has given you permission to take his hand. And many of you are doing it in your own strength. You're choosing to stay in a mess. But he says, I have you if you'll take my hand. I'm giving permission to lift you up. Go to Mark chapter 10, verse 46. We're going to talk about a man named Bartimaeus. Now, people on our staff love me because I've been trying to preach blind Bartimaeus for four years. They laughed at me when I said, I finally get to preach blind Bartimaeus. Because I was, and you are Bartimaeus. Okay, babe, you can go. Verse 46, then they reached Jericho. That's a whole nother story, Jericho. And as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. Not uncommon, even in that day. We see that here. We see people looking for help. The name Bartimaeus means this, guys. Son of he who was highly prized, or son of honor. How does a son of honor or someone who's highly prized end up a beggar on the side of the road. We all have been there. Whether your road is in the natural or in the prison of your mind, are we beggars? We don't think we deserve the best of God. But you're a son and daughter of honor. You're a son and a daughter who's been highly prized. The Lord gave his life for all of us. You're highly valuable to the king. When Bartimaeus 47 heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. But you know how the enemy is in 48. Be quiet. They began to tell him to be quiet. You're just a beggar. They tried to put labels on him. Who can relate? Be quiet. But Bartimaeus in 48 got louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, have mercy on me. Jesus, I want to have mercy on my family. Jesus, I'm right here. I'm right here. Which brings us to our first point. Your worship needs to be louder than your circumstance his worship to Jesus was louder than them telling them to be quiet his worship was louder than his circumstance there's a difference between praising God and worshiping God you're like what's the difference well we praise him father I praise you for this and I praise you for my breath and I praise you for this we put things on praise Worship? Let me demonstrate. When I didn't have a beautiful wife or my life that I have now, this is how I came to church. You don't have to come to church. This is just how I ushered. Because I was so broken. Father, I thank you that you love me enough to give me a title. You gave me a chance to show your love. I will show your love whether they show it back. I will give you honor because I choose to. I worship you. Not that you can do anything for me, but what I can do for you. I was created to worship you. I lift my voice to you. I lift my heart to you. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. Worship says, I may not have anything, but I have everything because I have him. True story. I I do that all the time. I do. Because I'll never forget where I came from. When your worship is loud enough, look at 49. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come to me. Hold on. My worship has touched the heart of Jesus, and Jesus stopped what he was doing and told me to come to him. Does your worship stop Jesus in his tracks, or are you trying to drink the old wine? Amen. Oh, that's right. That's good. I fell down like that. That magnified my point. Would you rather have the old in your life or do you want the new? Because the world will let you have old because you're ineffective. Oh, you're a Christian? You don't got no power. You still have the old things on. That's what they say about Christians Christians don't have power, they're hypocrites. Well, that's not in this group, that's not the people at the movement. You guys done been through some stuff. Can I get an amen? Am I preaching to myself? Good. We've been through some things. So they called the blind man. Cheer up. Come to him. He's calling you. Have you ever, when I read this, Bartimaeus was blind. How in the heck did he run to Jesus blind? You can't see him. You can't see Jesus if you're physically blind. But he did something so he can feel him. It says in verse 50, Bartimaeus threw aside his coat. Are you willing to throw aside your old way of thinking? Are you willing to throw aside what your mama and daddy think you should be? Are you willing to throw aside if you're older? My time has passed. I'm done. Bartimaeus didn't care. He heard the sound of his visitation. Jesus is coming. I got to get to him. I don't care what it takes. I don't care what I look like. You can laugh at me. I am butt naked. It doesn't matter. He, he didn't have much on. He threw it off. At that moment, he wasn't a beggar. He was a son. I'll let it sit. It'll take a moment. And he ran to him. Because the world will tell you, stop, be quiet. You're not worth it. Stop, you didn't graduate college. You're a complete failure to your family. They don't accept you anyway. They're just being nice. You get tired of being a beggar long enough where I don't care what I look like. It doesn't matter what you think about me. It doesn't matter what you say about me. I'm going to take care of me. And right now I hear Jesus is coming and I need him to touch me. And I'm gonna run. I might run into people. I might look crazy doing it. It doesn't matter. Jesus stood still so he could find him. Whoo. Jake, picture. Pastor Jeff, what's this? Well, this is, Gail, what's that called? This is a plumeria tree. That my father, you can play, babe, that my father-in-law gave, we took out of his yard when he passed away. Pastor Pat and their family got one. Her brother Dwayne got one. Her sister Lori got one. Everyone got a piece of that plumeria because they were they were all over his yard. We planted ours. And for two years, while theirs is nothing against, I'm not saying anything, theirs blossomed. Ours did barely have any leaves for two years. I went outside the other day and there are bloomings on this plumeria before the leaves. The leaves aren't even there. The blooming came before the season. Let me preach to myself. The last two years have been hellacious for my family. They've been difficult for my family. And when I see this in my yard, it says I have a new season. It says I have a new day. How do you get blooming before the leaves? Because God knows the seasons that I'm in. When Gail and I seen that, we rejoiced because we're like, oh, we. That's a new season. And I'm not the green thumb guy. I might water him now and then. So for him to give me that, whoo! that's supernatural right there. What am I saying to you? If this is the day that you can put aside everything else. If you don't hear anything from this message, take the next eight minutes to listen to this. I can't make you believe that you're worthy. I will echo heaven to tell you all of you under the sound of my voice are worthy. I can't make you inside of you say i'm going to arise for the 15th time but this time i'm gonna win we're gonna win i can't make you believe that but i can tell you this as the movement church and i represent everyone on staff when i say this to you we here at the movement believe that you can So much so that we will champion you and stand with you in the battle if you want us to. We will fight in prayer for you. We will try to meet every natural need that we can within our means. We are with you. We believe in you. We just need you to believe in him and yourself. I will never go back to the darkness of addiction but I will drive the enemy out of anyone who is addicted because I tasted that darkness. But when I tasted the light, ooh, you can't stop Jesus in me for that. I will drive the enemy out of anyone, any type of addiction, it doesn't matter because that's just where I walked out of. You're like, Jeff, I don't have no addictions. I, don't, I, 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 don't, I never did drugs. Yeah, but you know what loneliness feels like? Everyone knows how it feels to be alone, and now you're not. So now you can drive the spirit of loneliness off of people. Are you getting something today? Six minutes. Six minutes to your breakthrough. Six minutes. Six minutes for your transparency. Six minutes. I'm done with my message. Now the fun begins. Stand to your feet, please. Did you guys get something? Who wants to tell me something that they got right now? Shout it out. One thing you got from the message. What would you say? Get back up. Anyone else? No more depression. What else? You are worthy. Anything else? You got to what? You got to do the work. Anyone else? Bingo. Anyone else? No more loneliness. What else? Shout it out, guys. Anything else? That's enough. You're like, why are you making me do that? Because you're declaring it in the atmosphere. Death and life are in the power of whose tongue? Your tongue. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. There's a mama here sitting in the front row. She stands for her son. She's been fighting for her son. Her son deals with what we deal with. And every week she comes and gives God praise. She's being strengthened right now. Because she sees her son delivered. He will be delivered. Why is that? Because you said this is a place of praise. You said this is a place of healing. You said this is a place of deliverance. Go ahead and play, babe. I keep telling her that and she keeps stopping. (laughs) My wife is very submissive to me, amen? Did you hear what I go through? It's a joke, guys. I've been married to her for 26 years. Yeah, I give it up for Jesus. Amen. Because there are people telling us, don't get married. You're not going to make it. He's not worthy. You see him? He's an addict. He's never going to be there for you. Are you crazy? Why would you want to be with him? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He can't take care of your boys. Those are four boys that are not your own. How do you expect him to? he's not even a father? 26 years later, I'm their daddy. I got grandkids, and I'm still married. I don't care what the devil tells me. I'm telling you what I told him. Get thee behind me, Satan. God is for me period. End of story. Now, that may not be your story, but you could find yourself somewhere along the journey, right? Here's what I want for you. I don't want you to leave this place the same. We have an opportunity when we open up the altars for you to be blessed. In other words, we want to pray and agree with you so you can get the permission that you need to arise. We're not religious. We've all been through some things when we pray for you. In other words, we're going to agree with you that God is enough for your life and you can get up like Bartimaeus and you can run to your Lord Jesus and be healed. I'm going to throw this down there. Look at that. Even when you fall, you land on your feet. If you come up with for prayer today, and we get to pray for you. Before we pray for you, I just want you to do one prophetic thing for me. I want you to punch the mess out of this thing. I I want you to kick it. You can punch it because it'll do something for you to say, you're like, well, that's really weird, is it? It makes you come out your comfort zone because it shows you want difference. You want to change. You don't want to go the same. Why come to church and hear me preach to you for 32 minutes and walk out the same? You're fighting the same demons that you fought coming in. Is he he alive or is he not? Our God has defeated all darkness. Why carry it? And don't say, I'm going to do it tomorrow. We're not promised tomorrow. Do it today. Do it right now. Let it go. Get up. Get up and fight with your God. You're winning. You're going to win if you don't quit. So I'm going to open up the altars. For some of you who want permission and just need a boost, I want you to come to the front. So some of you may be standing for a family member for something. I want you to come for the front. I'm opening up the altars so we can pray for you. They're open now. Please come. We will agree with you. Come. Don't hold back. Come. If you want to kick the dude in the middle, just run up and punch the mess out of them it'll feel good Denise can I get you to come in prayer thank you sir can I get you to come and pray amen is Chantel Chantel's here Paul can you look in the, the core? I need people to come up and pray if they could Jeanette Okay, good. you guys can go and start praying for them ask them what they need Audrey, please, unless you're coming for prayer. Okay. Okay. Now, some of you are sitting, one in the green right here. I need you to come. I want to pray for you myself. I'm not going to let the enemy. The enemy's trying to tell you not to come. You, you need to come up here right now. Yeah, you, you know who I'm talking to. Come on up in here. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, we're going to go into a time of prayer. Pastor Jeff, thanks you. I'm not on stage. I'm coming over here. Pastor Jeff, I thank you for you guys for staying this long. I know it's a little bit different. If you have to go, I want you to go and be blessed today. Amen. But if you want to stay and have heaven touch your life, stay. I will stay as long as you stay. But if you don't want to stay, I bless you. Amen. The word of God is in you. Go in peace. Let the Lord carry you. Let him restore you. But if you want more... We're going to give you more. Amen? I release you in the name of Jesus.